Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Having no availability of choices out there is just, yeah, really ridiculous for people our age. You're listening to Short Black with me, Sandra Sully. Good women, great chat. Well, here we go again, everyone. Our third finalist to showcase from the Australian Women's Weekly Women of the Year finalists. It's my great pleasure to welcome to Short Black today Emma Clegg and Molly Rogers from Victoria. And the project is all about Jam the Label. Welcome, you two. Tell us all about it. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for having us. So Molly and I met while studying at university to become occupational therapists. We both worked at the time casually as disability support workers, and it was at these jobs that we worked with Jack and Maddie. Jack and Maddie are wheelchair users. They both have cerebral palsy, and at the time they were teenagers. And both Molly and I used to come together at uni all the time and talk about the difficulties they faced with dressing and how anything that was a little bit easier to get on or take off was not cool and not age appropriate or something we would have wanted to wear when we were teenagers. It was then that we came up with the idea of Jam the Label, named after Jack and Maddie, which is inclusive clothing products designed with people with disability in mind. Well, you've had a lot of exposure to people with disability and and I have to say I did too uh, as a work experience student in my earlier years and I think if you have no exposure to those with predominantly physical disabilities, you don't appreciate all the hardships and issues that, you know, come across there every day. Walk us through some of the examples about why you felt the need to really launch a clothing brand that was born out of that need for inclusivity for people with disability and particularly young people. Yeah, exactly right. So something that Emma and I would frequently find is, especially living in Melbourne, we would go for a walk, like I would go for a walk with Jack and we would end up, the weather would change halfway through the walk and I'd have to sort of throw a blanket over him or put his hoodie on backwards with the hood hanging down the front. And, you know, I don't put my hoodie on backwards, so why should Jack when we're walking around? So I think that was a really clear example of how the, I suppose, dignity that people with disability should have the same amount of dignity as everyone else with their clothing and be able to express themselves like anyone else as well. So what happened? Did you go looking in the market and couldn't find anything or did those that charges that you were looking after express a, an ongoing frustration and disappointment that there was never anything really available for them? Yeah, so we kind of put our occupational therapy minds to the task and thought, well, if you can't adapt the way a task is done, you adapt the equipment. And in this case, that equipment was the clothing. And so we thought, surely this is done before. We can't be the first one to think of adaptive clothing. And so, yeah, we did a bit of research and realized that what was out there was overseas. There was very little in Australia and it wasn't made for young teenagers or young adults that was cool and trendy and stuff that we would want to wear. It was really focused towards either the elderly or the young. 
and it really focused on the function, not the fashion as well. Walk us through some of the design elements of the clothing that sets it apart and makes it really functional for those with disabilities. So a simple one to explain is our linen shirts. So they look just like any other linen shirt, but instead of buttons, they've got magnets. So they're really easy. You can do them up with one hand, just really simply without needing to do up the buttons, which we found actually is really beneficial for lots of people, from people with intellectual disabilities who may have difficulties with buttons, but also people, yeah, with physical disabilities, but also breastfeeding mums as well. So it's quite beneficial for everyone. What a clever idea. I work in um, the spinal cure injury space and an ongoing issue is the high sensitivity of their skin. You know, the irritability they feel from so many everyday things that most of us take for granted. It might be the label on a clothing or a, a zipper. I mean, what sort of solutions are you providing? Yeah, exactly. With our, we've got bamboo tops that, again, similar to our linen shirts, just look like any other T-shirt or long sleeve top. However, they don't have tags. None of our products have tags. These particular tops have flat seams instead of traditional seams. And the um, fabric choice is really important to us. So it's 90% bamboo, 10% elastane. So that provides a really soft, comfortable feel to wear. And as you said, Sandra, that's just not important for people with sensory differences. People often think of people with autism as the only people that we create that particular design features for. But as you said, everyone benefits from that. And a lot of people hate tags and find them frustrating. So why can't this be beneficial to them as well? Well, it's not often you have a couple of occupational therapists that are entrepreneurial at heart. <laughs> but like you say, I mean, it's a clever analogy that you make, really. I mean, your job is about finding functional and practical solutions to everyday problems. And you've decided to launch a business. You launched it a couple of years ago. How's it going? And what's the reach been like? Yeah, it's been really, really exciting. And we've had lots of positive feedback from it. And I think that's something that, you know, Emma and I never thought we would start a business. I think growing up, I never sort of saw myself as that sort of person. So that's been really exciting. And we started off with our jacket um, as one product. And now we have a full range. And we've been able to now launch on the Iconic, which is really exciting as part of their adaptive edit. And since then, our reach has grown hugely. And I think that's not only exciting for us as a small business, but also for inclusive fashion altogether. I think it's really important for lots of people to hear about it and understand what it is. And yeah, I think that's something that we've been really proud of. How terrific that the Iconic decided to take you on. Were you the first on their platform? They launched an adaptive edit in early August, and that was with just three brands. So we were on there alongside another Australian brand called Christina Stevens, and then Tommy Hilfiger's adaptive range. So yeah, just one of three was really exciting and a huge opportunity for us. And also, yeah, as Molly said, just broader recognition that inclusive clothing is needed and that sort of the mainstream fashion industry is starting to focus on it. I noticed not that long ago, I think it was in the past winter, it might have been Witchery launched a campaign and they had Sam Bloom in a wheelchair and beautiful, you know, winter woolies. And what was lovely was to see in mainstream fashion, those with disabilities considered everyday Australians. And, and that's the key, isn't it? Exactly right. And I think that's something that at the core of GEM, not only are we a fashion brand, but, you know, we really want to help advocate for representation in the media and all across the fashion industry. Emma and I actually created a video resource at our previous photo shoot in November that was a sort of fashion how-to for an accessible photo shoot because I think a lot of brands are wanting to represent people with disability and see the benefit of that because it is one in five Australians. But 
don't know how to go about it or might be feeling a bit intimidated. So we've created this resource that we're really proud of to show fashion labels sort of how to get started with that. One in five Australians, you say, have some sort of disability. Yeah, one in five. It's a huge amount. It's the largest minority group in Australia. Wow. It's not an insignificant group of people or this small, yeah, marginalised group that shouldn't be considered and thought of in fashion. It's, yeah, it's one in five people. That's huge. That's why we made that resource because people were saying they'd get booked for jobs, but then to be sort of the tick the box representation, but then their accessibility needs wouldn't be thought of. Like we had one model tell us that there wasn't a toilet, um, an accessible toilet at the shoot. And so all day they had to go across the road and up somewhere else to go to the toilet. And they were like, how can you book me for this, but not think of me? And they just no one, had, yeah, no one had thought of it. It wasn't done maliciously, but it just hadn't crossed their minds. They thought, oh, we've got someone with a disability represented. That's as far as it goes. So what are some of the everyday problems that those with disabilities have to endure? Yeah, sure. So it is extremely broad as obviously disability is broad and each person has their own lived experience and is unique. So that's something that we keep in mind when designing all our products is that obviously we're trying to fit a need. However, everyone's needs are different. So our design features have to be quite subtle to be able to encompass a broad range of needs. So as Molly said earlier, our initial design for the jacket was specifically made for wheelchair users. A difficulty they often face, particularly with dressing, is being able to get a garment on or off while seated in a wheelchair not only due to um, possibly reduced mobility whilst in the chair, but also things like straps and all this other stuff that can get in the way of getting a jacket on. So, you know, our solution to that was putting zips down the side of the jacket so that it can open up like a poncho and be put on whilst in a wheelchair. So that was obviously specifically designed for wheelchair users. But then since then, we've created products that are more inclusive so that they do have particular design features for particular needs, but anyone could wear them. So our tops are stretchy and soft so that people with physical disability, especially if they need assistance with dressing by someone else, the top has got that little bit of extra stretch to maybe go over contractures or rigid limbs without the top ripping or losing its shape. Well, what about something like pants? How have you adapted uh, pants for those in wheelchairs or with disabilities? The pants, we've used a really subtle drop crotch feature. So in both our, we've got two pairs of pants, our chino pant and our high-waisted pants. And both of them, we've put a drop crotch in, which is sort of a fashionable design feature anyway, but it also allows for either to be pulled up higher in the seated position, or it also allows for more room for things like continent aids. And we've put things like side access on our chino pants via an invisible zip so that people who get dressed with assistance are able to take their pants off a lot easier than sort of having to pull down a pair of tracksuit pants or uh, jeans. But I think the main thing, like Emma was saying, it's the fact that we've tried to make these items inclusive. So the drop crotch allows for those design features, but also Emma and I wear them all the time and they're very comfortable and just look good. <laughs> yeah, well, your timing's great because you're right, the drop crotch is quite fashionable at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But, you know, to be mindful, you're also supporting the discretion many people need in terms of their continence needs, don't you? Exactly right. And I think that's the thing is we always come back to the fact that we're trying to, you know, promote inclusion but also dignity and for people to feel good about themselves as well. 
That's a big part of it, isn't it? So many people don't realise it's often the dignity or indignity of having a disability. It's all the other aspects of everyday life. Most of us don't see, and that's the toughest part. Exactly. Especially for young adults, like people our age, when you're a teenager and finishing high school, it's really the age that you start to express yourself through your fashion choices. And having no availability of choices out there is just, yeah, really ridiculous for people our age. That's the thing as well that we want to do is get more representation on places like the Iconic so people can see what it is and be like, oh, of course, magnets should be on a shirt. Like, I think that's the thing that we're super passionate about is getting the representation out there so that people can see. Because when we tell people what we do, they're like, I've never even heard of that before. We want to make sure that everyone knows what it is and why it's needed as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. drew you to working with the disabled? I think both Molly and I, both of our mothers um, worked in the disability sector when we were in high school. And so when we were looking to after high school and thinking about what we could study, we were both drawn to that through our mums and particularly occupational therapy. It's a very practical career. Um, It's all about problem solving and providing access to people and independence and that dignity. So that was really appealing to both of us. And then once we started studying and started working casually as disability support workers, we just realized how much we loved working in disability, particularly with teenagers and young adults with disability and varying disabilities as well. It was really fulfilling being able to help them with their independence and yet skills that people take for granted, such as getting dressed in the day or, you know, going off to work, coming home and relaxing, things like that was really enjoyable for us. And I think we just saw, yeah, a really big future in that. And I think the thing that we feel most passionate about is the fact that when you get to know every single person, they are just like everyone else. They just want to spend their time doing fun stuff and the things that are enjoyable for them. So I think the fact that dressing was taking, not it wasn't just more difficult, but taking so much longer for people with disability to do up that shirt, they can quickly pop those magnets on and they're out at the disco or nightclub or whatever they want to do that's the sort of the thing that made us think this should be easier than it is at the moment and it must be so empowering because you're empowering so many to be able to do things for themselves exactly which is yeah that's an ot's dream (laughs) (laughs) what's the demand been like since you launched because it's been a couple of years now how's it going Yeah, good. So at the start, we had that one product, um, which was based off the direct need of Jack and Maddie. And we found through word of mouth, especially through Jack and Maddie's contacts, that other people really required that um, product as well and needed those design features of the jacket. However, we started to get a lot of feedback that, you know, yeah, a lot of people that were young adults were wanting products, especially for work. 
And so that's why we kind of made that shift towards um, the young adult age group and towards inclusive clothing and yeah, clothing that you could wear to work or wear out at night. And so since we've released our full product range, which was at the, uh, about a year ago now, the feedback we've received has been amazing. And then, yeah, we've in the last um, six months, I would say, we've launched on three uh, online retailers, two of which are disability focused and the third one was the iconic. And since we've got our name out there a bit more through being on those three retailers, yeah, the reach has been huge and the um, demand has significantly increased and the feedback we're getting has been great. So what's the manufacturing process like? Yeah, for, for two occupational therapists, it was quite a, <laughs> quite a change, <laughs> quite a challenge. We're both, um, we like fashion, but neither of us considered ourselves in the fashion space. So yeah, I think that's been a big challenge for us. Where do you manufacture your clothes? I mean, clearly you'd have to be pretty involved and hands-on all through the process to ensure that the final product is what you dreamt of. Yeah, so we've been very fortunate. Early on in the piece, we partnered with a business in Melbourne called A Fitting Connection. And Katrina at A Fitting Connection, she connects small uh, fashion labels like us with the resources they need. So we were able to work very closely with Katrina to connect us with manufacturers pattern makers, all that kind of stuff that, yeah, we really had no idea how to access these people. So we now manufacture overseas, mostly between Bangladesh and China, but it's been such a learning curve, learning, you know, how long samples take to make and receiving a sample and realizing, oh, we were not clear with what we wanted or that's completely different to what we imagined. But um, (laughs) yeah, we've had a lot of assistance along the way from people that are very knowledgeable and really willing to help, which we just feel very fortunate to have received that assistance. Well, Jam is named and inspired by Jack and Maddie, as you've said. Now, they're two teenagers with cerebral palsy. How do they feel about it, seeing their name up in lights? I think every, I, I still currently see Jack each Sunday. And, you know, he just has the biggest smile on his face whenever we talk about it. Or I say, you know, Jack, I told you about you again on Wednesday. And he just has the biggest grin. Jack and Maddie themselves and their families are really excited and really happy to be part of the process. And I think, yeah, they were part of our first photo shoot. We did a shoot with Jack and Maddie and their families, and it was just the best day. And they both had smiles on their faces the whole time. If you win the Australian Women's Weekly's Women of the Future Awards, how will that change you and your business? What will it mean to you? Emma and I have, you know, sort of dreamed about what would happen and we've got sort of two things that we're really excited about. So the first is definitely the funding that we would receive would be huge. You know, we've bootstrapped this whole thing and been have been quite lucky to receive a couple of grants along the way, but the money that we would receive would be pretty incredible. What we're wanting to do is to actually employ someone with disability to do our distribution. At the moment, our stock, we, you know, we do our distribution ourselves with the help of Emma's parents, actually. <laughs> and so to be able to get someone to do that for us but not, and to provide employment opportunities for a person with disability as well would be, you know, is a core belief of JAMS to provide employment opportunities. So that's something that we would love to have the funding to be able to do. That's awesome that you're going to give back that way and create an employment for someone who is disabled. You're an occupational therapist, but you're also running this business on the side. Do you get much free time? <laughs> Not much at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we work three days a week as occupational therapists. We have two days put aside for jam, and then we also work casually on the weekends still as disability support workers. Uh, so every day is sort of full at the moment, but we love it. And, you know, it doesn't feel like work most of the time. Um, so we know we're busy and we don't have a lot of free time, but we also 
are extremely appreciative of the lives we lead. And I think that's the nice thing about doing it together is you don't feel alone in it. You know, we're both doing all that work and we're both super passionate about it. And so it's nice to have each other to talk about it with and to go through it together. And are you getting any interest overseas at all? Yeah, overseas is an interesting one because there are some inclusive and adaptive brands, especially with these big names like Tommy Hilfiger, um, Marks and Spencer in England. We do get interest from overseas. However, a unique part of the Australian market is that people with disability in Australia are actually able to utilize their NDIS funding to purchase our products which yeah, is something very unique to the Australian market. So we're really focusing all of our efforts within Australia at the moment. And then hopefully a few years down the line, we'll be able to focus on um, overseas. Well, it's incredible when you think about someone like Tommy Hilfiger, who's decided to branch out into this space. There's clearly a need and a market and a revenue stream. Have you had to consider things like patenting your designs or, you know, are you worried about people stealing this great idea? I think something we always think about with our products and our branding is that even though we're innovative, we don't want to be so unique that it's unattainable. I mean, we really want to show through Jam to mainstream fashion brands and the fashion industry that it's really simple design features that can be more inclusive for people with disability. At the end of the day, we we want to create as many choice and options for people with disability within the fashion industry. So for us to protect our designs really strictly, I think we'd almost be going against the inclusive nature of our brand. Mm, I think an example that we often give is tags. So we print all of our labels on and we think that every brand should be doing that because, yeah, everyone finds tags annoying anyway. So it's such an easy fix. Well, Emma and Molly, I love what you do and I, I love your passion for what you do. You're clearly kind hearted generous souls, but most importantly, good luck with the Women of the Future Awards. Congratulations to you both and thanks so much for spending some time with us here at Short Black. Thanks, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Short Black, a 10 News First podcast for 10 Speaks. To make sure you don't miss any of our great chats, subscribe in your favourite podcast app.